0: All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of The Buyer's Market. Uh, Today's a special episode for me personally because I'm joined by one of my good friends and uh, someone I really respect professionally as well as personally, Jason Mellon. Uh, Jason, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you could join us. Um Jason is a, a senior category manager at Goodyear. And so he's gonna bring uh he's gonna bring a nice perspective for us and some people in the AC space and help us understand how he progressed through his career. So if you're a supply chain professional wondering how you can do that, Jason's gonna help you figure that out. And then there at the end we're gonna talk a little bit about some buyer behavior and how that stuff has changed.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Thank. You. Thanks again for uh, for having me and and just to clarify as uh, you know during this discussion the views that that I express are mine and not necessarily reflecting of the uh, the views of Goodyear. So I appreciate you having me on today and uh, let's get started. Awesome. So do uh, you mind telling us a little bit about your current role and then
0: after that we're going to back up and uh, let's talk about how you got into this space.
1: Sure. So, I, like, uh, like you'd mentioned at the start, I'm the uh, gold category manager for MRO. So, MRO is a lot of the the pieces and parts related to equipment that uh, um, that's that's in today's uh, manufacturing environment. So, how I got here? So, I, I started out at Kent State University and and uh, had a business degree in um, a business degree and a minor in marketing. So, I really didn't know it at the time that I went to college what I wanted to do. So, uh, my family is was predominantly in business, so I, I thought a business was a pretty good way to go. And uh, after about three years, uh, I was able to get an internship with a company in the power generation industry and uh, subsequently uh, ended up staying and hiring on after uh, after college. And while I was there, I, I pursued my MBA in international finance uh, from, from the University of Akron. So uh, it's it's been quite a journey. so i've I've had the opportunity. In uh, in my career thus far, to to get exposure to a lot of steel mill and cast parts, uh, while I was in the power generation industry, and then you know ca- everything from capital equipment to chemicals to to IT in some of my other roles. So it's been it's been quite a journey, and and I've learned a lot, and had a, a the pleasure of working with a lot of very strong leaders at at, at both companies that I've I've worked at. And I uh, have been very impressed and really humbled to be surrounded by so many great, uh, great people and uh, and leaders. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Uh, you mind if we go back to the beginning a little bit there, are, um, your time and power generation. So um, what got you interested in supply chain that you're like, hey, I want this to be my career?
1: You know, I, I really didn't know. I knew I wanted to go into something in business, but there was really not one Area that that uh, that had my attention the most. I had thought at one point in time I wanted to go into uh, into sales, um, but had an opportunity for the internship in the the power generation industry. And you know, from the time that I, I stepped foot in the building, I, I just really enjoyed you know the the people and uh, what I was doing and the the work and the content and understanding how you go about you know, getting something from from point A to point B, whether it was for a project or was whether it was just to support one of the, uh, uh, some customer uh, need that they had on the field. It was, uh, it was something that as I got in, I just, uh, I, I gravitated more and more toward staying and making that as part of my career. Awesome. So it sounds
0: like you like the pressure situations then.
1: I do, I do, I, I enjoy.
0: <laughs> nice. Uh... So what, uh, what caused you to go back and get your MBA in finance? And, uh, do you think that that helped round out your career? If you could do it again, would you do it again?
1: Yeah, I would. And, and, you know, I think understanding how, how, you know, money moves around the, the world and understanding, you know, a a dollar uh, versus a Euro and a dollar versus a yen, there's a lot of different, uh, uh, different ways to look at things as you're looking at the international markets. And so, you know wanted as i look at, at where i wanted to go in my career having the exposure as to how uh you know how money moves around the globe as as well as you know how uh how to calculate the net present value of a project and and just understanding those those areas is is something that i thought was going to be very important for me as as i continue throughout my career
0: awesome that's a that's an interesting thing i i wouldn't have thought of at the time but i can understand the value in it cuz someone who didn't get their MBA in finance. I've spent a lot of time with leaders that understand that better than I do to understand it. Um, you come from a very technical industry previously, and you currently work in a very technical industry and it's obvious how you learn the finance piece. How did you go about learning the technical aspects of what you were doing or, or what you were supporting, I guess?
1: Yeah. Uh, a lot of it's through people. Uh, You know, my my approach has always been we're in a people business and there's a lot of people a lot smarter than I am as it relates to the specific areas. So my focus has always been even going back to some of the uh, the roles that I had when I was in college uh, working in uh, uh, in various industries is, you know, there's so many people that that have so much knowledge that if you're willing to to really take the approach of learning, it's 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 a quick way to learn a lot in a very short amount of time.
0: Awesome. So, did you would you go spend time with them in the field or just through conversation in the office, trying to help the people that are that are starting out a new career, maybe in a support function? I've always believed it's really important to understand the main part of the business, but I, I, I see people struggle with that. So, how how did you do that well?
1: A little bit of both. Uh, you know, meeting them where they're at. I mean, if they're out in the field, if they're in plants or if they're on sites, I mean, that's that's where you got to go to to get firsthand knowledge of of the topics. So, um, you know, whether they're sitting in the office, a uh, 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 you know, a short walk down from you, um, you'll learn a lot more being in person and talking with people than you will, you know, sending them an email and asking them to explain.
0: You're, uh, you're the you're the second guest in as many episodes that have said the same thing. Uh, we just recently had someone on from Smud that that said a very similar thing where hey, pick up a phone, go talk to somebody. I know young professionals like to communicate through email, but it's important to know people. And it's glad right. to hear that you reflect that same thing. Absolutely. Um, so I know a little bit about your career history. So uh, I'm interested in, you went from a big company to an even bigger company. And so uh, do you mind letting everyone know uh, what kind of, when you were thinking about that, were there any things you were concerned about? where you are excited about the change? What went into that? You know, if there are other people out there thinking about making the same move, what went into your decision making, and obviously you're happy with it, so it worked out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lot that went into it, and, and and I really enjoyed what I was doing before before I joined Goodyear. But you know, as I thought about you know my my career and the opportunities that I had in front of me, it's it's one of the reasons why um, uh, why I chose to join Goodyear is is it it felt like there was a lot of opportunities for me to continue to grow my career, and it's. It's something that uh, um, uh, you know. I'm glad that I made the decision when I did, and and I'm I've been very pleased and and really excited that of all the opportunities that I've had since I've been here. So there there's always going to be anytime you're changing companies, whether it's going from you know a big company to a bigger company or a big company to a small company. There's always going to be that inherent apprehension of you know the the unknown, but. You know, one of, one of the quote that I had heard uh, a long time ago is that you can't cross the ocean until you're willing to lose sight of the shore, right? So so as you think about that, y- you know, you have to take chances in life. And, and, and I did, and I'm very happy that I did so.
0: Awesome. Um, so I, uh, you had a good reputation at your previous employer before you started at Goodyear. Um, from someone who's also switched jobs later in my career, I know that was kind of a difficult thing when I started. How did you go about... Establishing your reputation in your new place of employment. How did you form relationships? Can you help people understand that?
1: Yeah, I, I, like I had mentioned before, I mean, we're we're in a people business. Wherever you go, it's all done through people. And you know, I didn't know a whole lot about uh, about this industry before I joined it. And and so, really taking the the approach of being willing to learn and being a continuous learner. Uh, that's the way that that I approached my my former company, and and the way that I try to approach everything in in my career. Whether it's you know changing roles within the same company or changing jobs, you know to a different company in a different industry, is you have to be willing to uh, to learn, and you have to be willing to ask that question. You have to be willing to be a bit vulnerable in things that you don't know. So. That's, a, that's an approach that I've always tried to take in anything that I don't know or understand is really trying to take that, that genuine and authentic approach and establish a relationship. So that way, when you have questions in the future, you have contacts and, and resources, not only in your industry, but others that you can go to to ask questions and and rely on, on your network that you've built.
0: Awesome. Um, and so I assume those relationships helped you also move through Goodyear and to get to the position you're at and... Um, I can only imagine how hard it would have been if you would have taken a different tack. So (laughs) I definitely agree. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to get too deep into your current role because I know that's something we can't talk in great detail about, but is there anything, uh, is there anything about what you're currently doing or when you transitioned roles at Goodyear that you can share with people that, that might help them in their career journey? Any piece of advice?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I go back to to being a continuous learner, and, and you know, there's lots of of uh, and let's just take a general example. So, so let's say that that you're going into and you're starting to uh, to source like uh, um, uh, paper towels, and you know nothing about paper towels. You have to be willing to do the research, and you have to be willing to to read up on industry news and articles to to be able to um, uh, be smart enough and 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 have enough information to be able to make good decisions. So uh the, the feedback and and recommendations and guidance that i would i would give is just be willing to learn in, in anything that you do be willing to ask the questions because there's somebody that has knowledge you know in, in the industry that, that you can find so work on building out your network uh absolutely make sure that that you continue to ask questions of the people that, that have firsthand knowledge of that and be willing to learn
0: awesome awesome i appreciate that uh so um I think that's really sound advice for all the young professionals there. And I liked how you mentioned, you know, you when you're when you're on an unfamiliar subject, you do have to do the research and learn your own behaviors at Engaging Perspectives. We talk a lot about that with our clients, about providing buyers like yourself with not self-serving information, but information that actually helps your potential clients learn about the industry, not just about yourself. So it's uh, I feel like that's an that's a place where if you're listening to this and you're a company. If you do things the right way and you legitimately help people, you're more likely to get business than if you do everything self-serving. So um, that uh, that's really good career uh, path, Jason. I appreciate you sharing that with us. And now we wanna move into uh, a little segment that we call uh, buyer behaviors, uh, how buyer behaviors change rapid fire. Um, so if, if you're ready, we can get going. Let's do it. Awesome. So I know the answer to this, but maybe if you could elaborate on what you can or can't. Uh, do you perform your own research prior to making a buying decision?
1: Yeah, it's it's a great question. It's a great question. I, I believe that doing your homework is important to ensure that you're making the right decision. Um, and the great thing about today's market is there's there's content all over the place in the Internet. So in an information rich environment that we live in, uh, there's many sources of information that that uh, you can go about obtaining. So it's it's really not that difficult if you uh, uh, if you take the time and and uh, prioritize doing your research. Yeah,
0: and so is it is it safe to say that if you know some slick talking salesman like myself shows up and tells you about all this new product we have, you're not just going to take me at my word for it?
1: <laughs> I believe that
0: doing your homework is is very important. <laughs> understand, understand. Um, How important is a company's online presence when making an initial evaluation?
1: You know, personally, I'd I'd be concerned about a company with no online presence in today's market. And, you know, having key product information available is obviously very helpful as, as you're going about making buying decisions.
0: Awesome. What's the best thing a potential supplier has done to get your attention?
1: That's uh, that's another very good question. Um, you know, I can't discuss specifics, but I, I find it very helpful when a company offers me a genuine approach in trying to to determine fit on their end, uh, and and if available, to help solve a problem that I may have.
0: Appreciate that. Uh,
1: what's the worst thing a potential supplier has done to get your attention? Um, I really dislike lots and lots of emails and continuous follow ups. Um, you know, you know if there's opportunities. We'll definitely be able to connect, but that's that's one of the challenging ones is email after email, uh, and I don't find that very helpful. Yeah, so
0: you don't want to be in all the marketers drip campaigns where they send you emails twice a day to try and stay front of mind, huh?
1: <laughs> it, it, it's a challenge. We we all have a lot of work to do, so it's it's a challenge.
0: I can understand that. Um, what traits do you look for in a strategic supplier?
1: Again, I can't get into specifics on that. Um, but the things that I generally look for include you know open and active uh, communication, um uh, problem resolution and and product execution to make sure we're getting things done uh, are the big things. Awesome. Um, well, that
0: that's it for the rapid fire questions. This has been uh, a this has been a pretty short and sweet interview. You're, uh, you're very efficient with your story. You're very efficient with your answers, which I think all of our listeners appreciate because I can ramble a little bit. It's nice to have someone who's concise on here. Um, but before we let you go, you've been very successful. And I, I know that you do have some uh, good routines and habits. And our listeners are always interested in what other successful people do to maintain their success. So what's your best routine or habit?
1: I think writing things down. You know, for me, it's always, you know, what gets what gets written down usually gets gets measured and usually gets done and uh, then always seek input from from the team. I mean, not one person is is going to know and, and I continuously rely on the teams that I've had to to help me learn more and then always be a continuous learner. You know, if you're willing to take the approach of learning from other people, it's uh, it's usually the best way to go
0: i'm I'm a little surprised that you mentioned those. You didn't mention running at all or exercise or some of the other things I know you're very passionate about. yeah, th- th- those are some of the the fun things as well. Um. <laughs> I, I can vouch that if Jason doesn't run, he can become a little bit cranky. so I'm gonna say that's also one of his secret uh, secret positive routines and habits. Um, thank you, Jason. It was great having you on here. Uh, I, absolutely. I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. and uh, um, yeah, hope to have you on again in the future. Uh, For everyone else, Uh, hope you'll tune in next time and uh, listen for another episode of the Buyer's Market Podcast. Have a great week, everybody.
1: Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon.